first episode of the Technically Speaking podcast. I'm Sachin and my co-host Shafali. And today we're going to be talking about CES, even though it's probably over by now, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it ended last week, right? I don't know. It depends on when this goes up. <laughs> okay, so it recently ended. <laughs> And so, for those of you who don't know, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. Even though they want don't want to be referred to as that. And what are they changing to? They just want people to say C- CES. They don't want people to uh, say out the acronym or whatnot. Why? It's, I don't know. It's weird branding. I don't know. They, mm. they don't they, like. We don't <clears throat> want to be referred as to as Consumer Electronics Show because they're an international thing. What's their association name though? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It starts with it has consumer in the name, but I don't know. It's uh. still short form or whatever. Someone said it was like um, consumer electronics like association. Yeah, I think so. Whatever. Okay. Or CSA or whatever. So anyway, so this event is how many days? Like four, three days. Yeah, three, it's days? like three, four full days. It's in o- Las Vegas. Yeah. If you're in the tech industry, you've probably heard about it. Yeah, but just in case, to any of viewers who don't know, there's a little background story on it. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the exciting, like exciting announcements from the show. Yeah, and things that we just kind of found that were cool. Yeah. So, like the main reason we're actually kind of doing this podcast is uh, my co-host Sajin. He writes a blog called the Canadian Techie. Yeah. And it's a very it's a very well written blog, I must say. So definitely go check it out if you don't get a chance to um, hear everything sometimes. So basically, um, Sajin is always telling me about new things that are always coming out, and he writes on his blog. And sometimes I don't get a chance to read it, but also it's always just on his mind. And what I really like is that Sajin is very good at telling me how it relates to me or kind of telling me about the technology in a very... Um, Give her, I uh, give her annotated, annotated version of it. Exactly, yeah. You see, TLDR, like yeah. too, too, too long didn't read type of thing. Exactly, and so he's very good at it. And I thought, wow, if I can understand that, because I'm not um, that intense of a techie, um, I wouldn't really call myself a techie, I guess. No, you. Could, yeah. You could call yourself tech enthusiast. I am a tech enthusiast. That's, yeah, that's what's in my Twitter bio. If you like tech, you're a tech enthusiast. Yeah. I just happen to be more. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little, uh, a little beyond that. So every time he tells me about something, I'm like, wow, I can actually understand what he's saying. And that's the best part about it. So I was like, you know what? If he's always telling me about this and he's so passionate about it, I think other people should hear this too. So that's why we're kind of doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So that people who are not necessarily techies can kind of understand what's going on and kind of have a better, like, comprehensive idea of just what, like, what the new technology get, is. Get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, without further ado, we can uh, move on forward to... So, some of the CES announcements. All right. Let's get into it. You want to start? Or? No, no, you go ahead. You start. <laughs> I don't know. So, one, so, Google had a bigger presence this year. They had, like, a booth and whatnot. And it was all about the Google Assistant. One of the uh, big things they announced was something called Smart Displays with Google Assistant. It, which is it basically their version of the Echo Show, Amazon's kind of uh, Echo device with the screen. Um, but the smart displays are like a, if you took a Google Home and added a screen to it. But technically, Google isn't really making their own. They're 
getting partners like Lenovo, LG, Sony, JBL to make, they're partnering up and making They're making the hardware. Yeah. So the thing is, like, what's going to show up on these screens, though? Because you know how, like, for Google Home and, yeah. uh, like, Amazon Alexa, you kind of just shout, oh, what's the weather? Oh, what's the traffic? Like, just kind of generic questions right. to kind of help you move, like, go on with your day. So you can still do that, but it's just you're seeing it in a visual way. So when you say, what's the weather? It will show up on the screen. Or um, similar to what it's basically kind of mimicking what you would see in the Google app on your phone. Oh, okay. Just like on a bigger thing. But technically, these devices aren't actually running proper Android or Chrome. It's mm -hmm. running something called, uh, I think it's called Android Things, which is like a specialized version. But you can still like ask Google questions. You can watch YouTube videos, which you can't really do on the Echo Show <laughs> because of Google and Amazon's rivalry. Yeah. And you can also do uh, Google Duo calls, which not a whole lot of people do, but... More people should. I swear that reminds me of like the Jetsons. You know how yeah. like people would video call each other. Yeah. And it, like it's so weird because you'd watch those cartoons back in like the nineties and be like, oh my god, you yeah. can like video call someone. And like now it's like a normal thing. Yeah, that was Jetsons. Jetsons are supposedly set in twenty twelve. Two really? I yeah. thought it was like two thousand fifteen. No, twenty fifteen was Back to Future too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. And now both of those things are outdated. We watched those recently, and we're like, oh, my God. Like, people's mm. imagination was, like, out there for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we're getting so, closer. So. Yeah. So some of the smart plays. Lenovo's making one. They're making two one, two of them. 8-inch version mm -hmm. and a 10-inch version. Yeah. The 8-inch will be 200 US. Uh, the bigger 10-inch one will be 250 US. And then they'll come this summer. LG hasn't said... Um, what the pricing is mm -hmm. or whether it come to Canada or not. We'll just have to see. And then JBL is similar price pricing to Lenovo. But they should be around the two to three hundred dollar range and like have an eight inch or ten inch screen. Also, okay, so does it connect with your like nest or ecobee at all? Like a home thermostat in any way? I would think so. Like you or can just like standalone. Because it has Google Assistant. You can use Google Assistant to control both those things. So I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, the whole point, I think what's really going towards is a lot of interconnectivity. Yeah. With a lot of things. Like, even this past um, Christmas, Google Home Mini was, like, super popular. Like, every, everyone basically got on. Like, hardly anyone was getting a Amazon, Amazon Echo. Echo. Yeah. I mean, I got one on Black Friday. Um, I love it. Well, the Home Mini was even cheaper than... Because Amazon Echo just came to Canada in December. Yeah. And then Google Home Mini was has been in Canada since October, and they've sold more than, I think more than one per second. So they've sold like millions That's since insane. October. Insane. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool. Um, I have one, and I recommend it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I recommend getting one on sale. Yeah, definitely get it on sale. Don't get full price. Yeah, eighty bucks <laughs> is a bit much. It's a bit steep for that. Yeah, I kind of got. I basically bought two for the same for the price of one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good deal. Yeah. Okay, so also something else was really cool is the Samsung QLED TV, right? Um, that was it displayed in eight K. No, so the so Samsung came, last year came out with the Samsung QLED TV series. I remember that. Yeah, which, which is they're like four K uh, TVs. So they're. At CES, they introduced something called Samsung QLED TV with 8K AI 
technology, like AI meaning artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, it can upscale standard definition to AK using artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. Like whether it be standard definition or like even just regular 1080p up to like 8K resolution. So it's really like high def. And so like for reference, like, so when you say 8K as compared to something like 4K, what phones, like some of the new phones can film in. Right. Um, Like, is it essentially like twice as sharp or is it just like, when we're talking about K, or we're talking about pixels? Or? You're just, it's just a way to get the best picture quality possible Mm -hmm. and then screen resolution can be adjusted based on the picture quality characteristics of each scene on the screen and um it's just like kind of new flashy way to sell their tvs essentially but it's it's still a cool way yeah so so some of these tvs with the aki technology will be coming to us and korea in the second half of the year that's pretty soon still. Not bad. Yeah, but like they haven't said pricing, but I get they'll be a bit more pricier because the QLEDs are a bit more expensive because they are the higher end versions. Yeah. So the next thing was uh, the Lenovo Mirage Solo headset. So this, so Google has been investing a lot into VR. Mm-hmm. And like it first started with um, back in 2016. The no first started with Google Carver back. I don't know back 2015. Back or in the day. Yeah, <laughs> Throwback. Well, that was like a cheap way to give VR. And then the actual first VR headset for phones, like proper one, was the Google Daydream View headset with the Google first Google Pixel phones back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then they released updated versions with the Pixel Two and Two XL. Um. But most of the processing was just done on the phone. This Lenovo Mirage headset, every, you don't need a phone. Mm. So basically everything's all contained. It has the processor. It's all combined. You don't need a phone because it already has a processor in it. has the RAM, has the screen and whatnot. And it's running Google's like, custom Daydream OS. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you, like this year you're going to see a lot more... Um, uh, Standalone VR headsets like Oculus is making one called Oculus Go mm. that should be coming out next month or two, and that's gonna be 200 US. Oh, but this Lenovo one it might be a bit more powerful because technically, the um, uh, the Oculus Go one is technically almost like a Gear VR but without a phone. Mm-hmm. But then this Lemo- Lenovo Mirage Solo, it, it's it, they're both kind of similar to each other. But the Mirage Solo is going to be more expensive. It's supposed to be under four hundred, but you never know. Yeah. <sighs> um. So yeah, uh, LG had a lot of stuff to announce at CES, including their twenty eighteen TV lineup. So, um, their TVs have like have intelligent processor called the Alpha Nine. Also, they have their Think like T H I N Q AI technology, which um, it's artificial intelligence. You're using 
um, you use Google Assistant to control your TV and also the AI is helping you get the best picture quality just like how Samsung is mm-hmm. um, and then you'll also be able to control the LG TVs using Amazon Echo devices oh nice um, is this the same range that they're talking about the foldable TVs as well um not necessarily so technically there's LG Electronics and LG Display. Oh, LG okay. Display is a kind of separate company. They're the ones that made the rollable TVs. Yeah, I saw those. Uh, if anyone else saw them, so basically those are the TV that kind of rolls into. It kind of almost reminded me of like you know like tinfoil. How it's it like roll- wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, and it was so thin. It was just incredible how they could just fold the TV like that. Like they rolled <coughs> it up essentially. Yeah. So they're more about like pro, uh, LG displays actually makes displays oh. for other companies, especially LG and mm. whatnot. Didn't realize it was kind of like a separate company in a way. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so they can be more profitable. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite things that what they had was the Affleck Duck. Um, it was so cute. So basically, it's uh, essentially a little robotic toy, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that's how I describe it. So it was like a cuddly little toy, and what it is, if anyone knows, Affleck is the like an insurance company, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they decided. In the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, in the U.S. So they partnered up with what was the other company name? Who made? Who actually made it? I don't know. It's some kind of robotics. Yeah, company. it was a robotics company. Basically, they created a toy to help comfort kids with cancer. So essentially, um, the duck has like five sensors on his cheeks, on, underneath his wings, and then on his back. So kids can actually like cuddle up to the duck, and they get you can actually you feel something back. You can feel a heartbeat. Yeah, on the head. and like every time you like kind of like stroke its beak, it like moves. You like stroke its back. You can it can those feathers like move. So you kind of get a response as if you had a, like a real pet, which I thought was so cute. Um, Especially in a way because it can express emotion, like the duck can. and Or it can help the kids express emotion. Yeah, that too. So if, like, the kids aren't really responsive, like, oh, it has, like, these little kind of RFID tags with different um, emotions on them. Mm-hmm. And then you tap that on the duck, and then the duck, duck can make that emotion. So it can relate to, like, parents or doctors or nurses, whatever, whatever the kind of kid's feeling through the duck. Yeah. Um, so the, you'd, you'd say, ask the kid, how are you feeling today? Cause you know, they go through a lot of treatments too. And if they, if they put like a sad RFE chip on it, um, then you can kind of see that's how the kid's feeling. They want to reflect it in the duck. Yeah. Another thing that was actually really cute is that they had little accessories and one was for injections. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you do have to get medicine sometimes via injections and like a lot of people don't like needles and especially mm. kids it's kind of hard to to do that especially every day so the duck kind of has its own um needle and so the kid gets to kind of insert the needle give the injection to the duck and the duck is like oh kind of showing him it's okay like i can do it you can do it and then the kid does it and it really just adds a lot of comfort Especially since um, a lot of these kids stay in hospitals and sometimes when your parents are there, they can't stay very long or when you come from so far away, they have to stay outside of the hospital, like mm-hmm. at a hotel and in the middle of the night if you need something. Like, it's just a really nice comfort to have. Yeah. I think it's So really Affleck cute. is working with hospitals in the U.S. to provide these ducks to kids with cancer. for Obviously for free. They don't want to make them pay. Yeah. Um, they're going to start with their... Uh, at 
kids at their cancer treatment center in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And then, like, across the country and maybe even, like, further around the world. Because this would be great elsewhere. Yeah. Like, sick kids, for example. Yeah. I'm sure those kids would benefit from it. Yeah. Um. Did they say, are they selling it, like, outside? No, no they're, 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 they're doing hospitals. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not going to sell it commercially. They're just going to go strictly to the hospitals. Which is good. I like that, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. Speaking of families... <laughs> <laughs> Samsung also released a new version of their Family Hub fridge. Oh my god. Family Hub 3.0 fridge. I love Samsung fridges. I don't know why. I'm just so excited to buy it. It's even not like, I don't know. I love it. It's super expensive. I think it's It's like outrageously expensive, of course. Yeah. So basically, it still has a touchscreen. It comes in a bunch of different door configurations. What do you want? Four, like, kind of two and two, or like one up, whatever. Um,. Still has a screen, which is powered by Tizen. You have Bixby built in now. There's also a, um, uh, what do you call it? An AKG-powered speaker. Yeah, this display is pretty big, too, now. Yeah. It has a lot of integration, especially you can watch videos on it. Yeah, you can watch videos on it. You can probably, you can control your smart home with it and whatnot. Yeah, you can add stuff to the grocery list. You yeah. can watch like BuzzFeed tasty recipe videos. Yeah. Um, I think you can you connect Spotify or you can yeah you, you can, can play music. You can play music it. on it. Yeah. Um, you can add things to like your Google Keep list. Uh, I for, don't think Google Keep maybe yeah, maybe some Samsung a thing, grocery but, list. Yeah. Um, also, what was that other thing you were talking about? Expiring food. So I think it can intelligently check stuff in your fridge of what's expiring and let you know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it also? You can also order groceries. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, probably in the U.S. Yeah, first. You have, well, I mean, it is available in Canada. <laughs> yeah, but it gets, basically you don't have to leave your house. It also, I think, it takes photos on like a what is it? It's not like every hour or something. But basically, let's say you're at work and you're like, oh, what did I make for dinner tonight? Oh, I didn't check the fridge this morning before I left, uh, so I don't know what I have. So then you can actually go into the app and see like a live feed of your <laughs> fridge and be like, oh look, I need to get more lettuce. For dinner or something. I don't know if it was this or the LG stuff. LG kitchen appliances. But like it can suggest stuff using the food that's expiring soon. Oh, like recipes? Yeah. So oh. like, oh, it knows this is expiring soon. So like, oh, why don't you make this with the food that's expiring soon? <laughs> so literally mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you should finish that up. Yeah. <laughs> while you make Speaking something. Speaking of kitchen appliances, LG also announced um, some new appliances under their Think line t-h-i-n-q mm-hmm. appliances um basically all pro- products everything from um basically anything in your in your home is getting smarter these days um uh, including some of your kitchen appliances um so some of the new products in the lg think line include like a new fridge uh stove and uh dishwasher and also i think uh washer and dryer but what's interesting it can do some the fridge can do similar stuff to like the samsung one but um say if you're making a dish in the oven Mm -hmm. and say if it's like really oily it it can talk to your dishwasher and actually tell you like oh do like a heavier like low like wash cycle on your um uh, dishwasher because you did more greasy uh, 
foods. Dinner, yeah, food dish. So essentially, your items in the kitchen are communicating with each other, and yeah. you don't have to put it on like the heavy pots and pans setting. You'll kind of know because of what you did. It's like, oh man, she made some like greasy mac and cheese. Better get ready for this dishwasher. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think some. I think the fridge also has Amazon Alexa built in. All right, <laughs> I guess. Well, it's either Google or Amazon. Fair enough. Stuff. Yeah. Um, well, some of the other Alexa products include Asus had a lot of stuff like the Lyra Voice, which is one of their routers. Oh, it's a router. It kind of looks like a speaker. It's a router. Okay. Um, it's part of their Lyra brand, Lyra line of routers. They also have a Lyra router, which also is like similar to the Google Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. which is like a mesh thing. But this Lyra voice thing has Alexa built in, but it's also a router. Fascinating. Yeah. So this Asus hasn't said when it's coming um, or how much it'll cost, but I would expect similar pricing to an Amazon maybe 200 or less. You never know. Yeah. Um, what else do you find interesting? Um, I was kind of like fascinated a little bit by the L'Oreal UV sensor. Um, basically, it's kind of a wearable sensor that you stick on your nail. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to track how much sun you're getting. Hmm. So, correct me if I'm wrong, was L'Oreal also the one who brought out that hairbrush last year at CES 2017? I believe so. I think so, too. To help kind of detect the problems it's, in your hair? Yeah, so I wasn't a fan of that when L'Oreal did that. I believe it's L'Oreal. Mm. Um, basically, it was a brush at CES 2017 where you brush your hair and it would tell you how healthy your hair is. Okay, like, I can physically see how good my hair is and, like, I can feel it. I don't really need to pay, like, I would think it was at least over $100 to, for, a se- like, a sensor to tell me that. Also, like, when you get your hair done, people can tell. They just want to make, people want to make, companies want to make everything smart. I guess, but, like. like there's like, smart toasters. There's, like, a toaster <laughs> with Wi-Fi in it. You don't need that. Yeah, like, I don't think the brush was necessary. I think it was kind of a waste. Yeah. Um, so, in relation to this, so now L'Oreal comes out with this. It's a UV sensor. Yes, that might be. Um, like it's probably it's a fascinating idea. You can stick it on like and it has multiple like it's adhesive and mm. it's gonna be under um I think under fifty dollars. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not gonna especially someone who gets their nails done. I'm not gonna stick you don't that have on to my put nail. it on your nails. You can put it on other items like watches or something. Yeah, I guess I mean, it's a cool idea. It is a cool idea, but I don't see many people buying it. Like I have no interest in buying that. Right. Yes. Like, it sounds cool, but, like, that is something I'm not drawn to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I feel like they're just kind of bringing stuff out just for the sake of it. Yeah, but, like, that's CS is all about. They just want to show off stuff. Yeah, but I'm just not impressed with, like, the Yeah. One uh, thing I did find interesting was a company called, their startup called Rise. Mm-hmm. Like, R-Y-Z-E. Yeah. Um, they're drone drone startup based in China and they're actually using the same technology that DJI uses in their um, drones which is the Intel Movidius uh, Myriad mm-hmm. 2 VPU nice so it can record in 720p you can also take 360 videos with it and you get 13 minutes of flight time and the drone only costs uh, 100 bucks US 
Damn, that's, that's actually a decent price Com- range. Compared to like 500 five 600 for the Spark, which is DJI's uh, cheapest. Yeah, that's their lowest end product. Yeah, and even um, the Rise Tello drone is being sold on DJI's website mm. because they're using their technology. Fair enough. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it, that's going to be available in March in North America, mm-hmm. but end of the month in China, obviously. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the other stuff, there was Google Pay announced, with basically just uh, <laughs> Google Wallet and Android Pay, they were kind of um, consolidating them Yeah. together. It's not that exciting, but interesting. And like, Android Pay only came to Canada last year. Yeah, I remember and how not, frustrated you were. No, I'm not. Not even. <laughs> not. I'm not frustrated that it took so long to come to Canada, but that like, um, not all the banks are supported, like RBC and TD. Yeah. Which has, and they're like, oh, use our mobile app to pay for stuff. And you can't even use debit cards with their mobile payment solution. Aish. I'm like, why? Why can't you like join in with everyone else? Like Scotiabank, you can use Android Pay, CIBC, mm-hmm. uh, Tangerine, I think. Like, like one of the biggest banks. Like, come like, on, get get with the program type of thing. Like TD, um, going gonna go on a bit of a rant, but like they have Touch ID support on mm-hmm. iPhone, mm-hmm. but yet they can't support fingerprint login on Android, even though that's been there for two years. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit frustrating. Mm, it is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's all I wanted to cover. There was some pretty cool stuff. Um, not too much that was like, oh my god. I mean, there's a couple of concept cars that were kind of cool, but. Yeah, even the concept like Toyota's thing called the e palette. Yeah. So that's basically a fully auto- auto- automated electric vehicle. Um, it's designed to have different functions. Mm hmm. Um, whether it be from office space, retail stores, medical clinic, hotel rooms. And Toyota's going to work with companies like Amazon, Uber, Pizza Hut, Mazda to like make kind of e-palette things or whatever. And Toyota is planning on they're trying to release some e-palette vehicles um, by the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. But we'll see what they get. It sounds like a cool idea. I'm all for it. Yeah. So it works. Um, but yeah, that's basically the roundup of CES 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, hope you enjoyed our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Ho- hopefully we do more. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be touching on different kind of topics um, in the coming months. Yeah. So like, what have we got lined up? Well, February we have Mobile Congress mm-hmm. and Barcelona. Barcelona. Um <laughs> March, there isn't that much. Sometimes Apple has an event, sometimes they don't. April's mm. kind of quiet. Microsoft, they might have an event. They usually have like a kind of more enterprise-focused event. June is Apple's WWDC. Well, May, May is also Google I.O. Yeah, that was Unless they change it back to, to June. Um, July, August is pretty quiet. September is um, Apple iPhone event. Mm-hmm. October is Google and Microsoft <laughs> events. November is quiet, and then December is Christmas time. So you just went through the whole year. Yeah, I might as well. All right, I'm just going to go until March. Right. Why did you stop me? <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. You're on a roll. 
Okay, so basically, um, can you tell our viewers where they can find our podcast? I don't know. Hey, this is the first episode. Okay. <laughs> It'll be on iTunes soon, maybe? I we'll, think so. I think we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if Apple accepts us. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we're on. We're going to be on SoundCloud first, I believe. SoundCloud or Anchor. We'll, ch- we'll yeah. So I'm at, I'm on Twitter at, at SuchinBehel, that's S-A-C-H-I-N. B A H A O. You can. That's the same for all my social media stuff. Whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and also the CanadianTechie dot com. Nice That'll be linked in the show not show notes. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> um, and I'm also on Twitter, Instagram. Um, my my tagline is um, Shafali Bahali with two eyes on both. Um, so definitely let us know your thoughts of what- when we're on iTunes, you can rate, uh, rate and review yeah, us. when we're on iTunes, but basically download our podcast, let's stream it, listen to it wherever you want to. Um, we're going to set up an email as well. So you can, people can let us know, or in the meantime, tweet at us, let us know your thoughts, um, what you want to see more of, what you want us to discuss. See, <laughs> this is a podcast. What you want to hear more of, <laughs> um, we we just want to hear feedback because that's the only way you can really improve. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's so it. That is it for the first podcast. <laughs>